Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five. I hope you guys liked that last episode. It was kind of a deviation from the norm. We didn't really talk tech. We just kind of hung out. Um, so it's, it's something kind of nice. You know, we're going to do a bunch of different ones to see what our style is. But for this one, we definitely want to circle back to cloud computing, and we are going to pick that up, and this is going to be volume two of cloud computing. We are having issues with getting guests <laughs> like be on the show. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> oh, we're trying. We're, you I know. think it's busy at the moment just because obviously over here in the UK schools are going back now. So, mm -hmm. and the shops have opened up now, so everybody wants to go to do their shopping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've been open for a while. Did we ever really close here in America? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so we are definitely we'll we'll get on that. I think as the show gain some traction and we get there, we'll be able to have more and more people on. So uh, apologize that it, you just got Betty and the Yeti again. Um, so we're going to pick it up kind of where we left off for it. I know there's an episode in between, but if you're keeping track, this one is volume two of cloud computing. And the first one, we definitely talked about the pros of it. We kind of hit it on or hit it on, touched on, there we go. I got there, touched on the cons but i think for this one we will take a deeper dive into that and of course we're looking for anybody's opinion in the comments as to what they agree and disagree on good and bad that's what we're here for so for me i think i have some i have i'm looking i have notes owen i have notes for what i know where, you, I know where you've been looking for your notes <laughs> <laughs> the googles okay the first Google. off let me say, I love my mother. She's a, a definite, like, appropriate Southern woman, but anything that she doesn't understand or is kind of outside of her sphere of feeling comfortable with her knowledge, she puts a the in front of it. So, the Googles, <laughs> the <laughs> internet. <laughs> so, that is kind of an inside joke whenever, you know, I say the Googles because, or the Facebook, ooh, the Facebook really scared her. You know, it's, that, it's, called, it's called Tinternets over here. <laughs> on that Tinternets. <laughs> the interwebs. Tinternets. Uh, <laughs> so if you guys hear me reference something as the, and then what it is, it's kind of an inside joke in our family. <clears throat> I don't realize I'm doing it now because we've made, it's kind of a joke now <laughs> that any of us, we're like, oh yeah, the Googles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I kind of referenced a bunch of different places, of course, as for most tech people, Reddit, um, I'm going to date myself cause 4chan, but no one gets on 4chan anymore. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I don't know, I <laughs> like, it is, isn't it? Early, early days. And that was the wild, wild west of posting information on the internet cause it oh, yeah. was not moderated at all. So, oof. Um, but some of those, I guess they're called like green tech stories, oh, whether true or not, were very funny. Um, so I appreciate any green tech story that comes in, but Reddit, um, there's another place called experts exchange. That's something here in the States that a lot of tech people get on and offer information back and forth. And then just kind of reading through different insider weekly business stuff. So I've kind of culminated no. What is it? Oh, what is it when you bring, is it culminated when you bring culminated, everything together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I've kind of brought all this stuff together and I have kind of topical points that did, that came up in, across all of these forums that I was looking at. 
So one of them that we did touch on that we start with is someone else is looking after your data. Yeah. Um, I think that's something we touched on on the last one that you are not directly involved in um, the physical, mm -hmm. looking after the physical devices and looking after that data, which you can take it as a good thing or a bad thing. Um, in my opinion, like it depends on what way you look at it from, you know, from what viewpoint, because obviously it's the same with everything with cloud. It depends on what viewpoint you're standing on. And but I think in the, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm so sorry, but because we did talk about that, but what yeah, we yeah. talked about in the last one, we were on the good side of it, that you don't have to look after physical equipment. My problem is me and you've got a biased opinion, I think. That's what we need. We needed a second person on here. Mm -hmm with that unbiased opinion. So we will get an unbiased opinion coming in at some point when we do find eventually have someone to come in and do the <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. We're definitely putting a lot of feelers out there. But I, I mean, when we talked about this last, it was definitely, we were on the, the, the pro side of it, that this is not a con. But yeah, uh, you don't have to, other than the limitations of how you can configure the equipment itself, you don't have to worry about it. But then uh, and after reading all of this, yeah, it makes sense because, you know, there's someone else looking after your data, which I think kind of leads us into some of these other ones. Um, some of the other topics that we're going to talk about is that you are essentially, like we said, hosting your data on someone else's servers. So I know AWS, Microsoft, uh, Google, these are all services that are broadly used for cloud computing. but all of this information is sitting out there that's easily can be attacked at once instead of them individually having to find your system and attack your system uh, to glean information. They can do like a DDoS or some sort of huge attack for the information platform you're on at a whole and extract that data out, which I think we have seen over and over with all the stuff in the news about, you know, information security being mm. lost to hackers yeah it's it's a tricky one because what what I, well, the one question i've got and i don't know if there's any examples out there and i would love to know if there isn't any examples is if say for example microsoft is your a load of data just suddenly vanished something happened they had a fault or it was hacked or something along their lines all that data vanished <clears throat> whose responsibility is it so say it's affected a lot of companies a lot of companies have lost their company data and it's important data whose whose fault is it I mean, who, who because you're because you're hosting that data with microsoft azure and it's Microsoft Azure that's failed, who's accountable? Is it still the other businesses that are accountable? Well, say, for example, because obviously over here in, in Europe, we've got GDPR, which is extremely sensitive. <laughs> um, just, just a little. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I like the fact that I know, I like, it's, I like, I like, yeah. But, but, you know, you can get fined massively for losing data or if data gets given to somebody who shouldn't have it, you know, who's responsible if it's not 
the company's fault? Is it still the company's fault for choosing Microsoft Azure, or is it Microsoft's fault? Who's who's going to sue? Who's going to sue? Who is basically what I'm going to go to? Is uh, is the company going to get sued, or is Azure going to get sued, or is the company going to get sued, and then the company then sue Azure? Is that how it works? Is it like a vicious triangle? I've always I wondered mean, that because I've always I've always been under the impression that if you hosted it one one of these major services like AWS or Microsoft Azure, you've got that element of protection of if you do lose the data, because you can lose the data if you're, if you're hosting it. Mm -hmm. You can lose the data if you're with Azure. But with you hosting it in the cloud, is there that element of protection that should data go missing because of the failing of Microsoft Azure? Are you in some way covered as a company to, I don't know, take action against Azure? As a person, are you... Okay. You I see, see where I'm coming Whereas if you're hosting it on site, if you're hosting it on site, then you don't have that protection. You are you are completely and utterly responsible that you can get done for. But that's a single point of contact there. Like yeah. Yeah. it is a it is a not a dotted line. Ooh, it's a straight line just to boop one person. So you know, that has come up with school districts that I've worked with that have been ransomware because you have to think about the data at a school district while you're like oh okay yeah they lost data from a school district that data is an invaluable commodity on the black market because you have so much information stored in one system about young kids that are not going to check their credit or credit cards opened up or social security numbers that are fraudulently opened on their behalf or anything that's done against their information for the sale back and forth on the black market. And I'm using black market because I don't want to reference anything specifically that, I mean, I know what we're talking about, the dark web and different things, but that's why it is so important for school districts. You would think that, oh, it's just the grades. No, you think about the registration information for a single person at a school district. This is their entire footprint of being a person. Get you know, passwords, passwords <laughs> social security numbers, your home address, your mother's maiden name, all of these, the questions that they ask you are all on these, these young children that a kindergartner is not going to know to check their credit history until they're 18. They try to buy a car and like, whoa, why do I have 50 loans set across my name, you know, um, because their identity has been stolen. So this data, that's why they're targeting schools. Um, now, of course, they're targeting other institutions for the same reason, but I would think that they were under the assumption that most school districts probably don't have like a dedicated information security officer that's making sure that data isn't compromised like that. So yeah. I find while there is a con with having your data hosted by um, these larger corporations that are protecting it, it's also a pro because larger corporations are protecting your data. Like it would be yeah. impossible for you to have the mechanisms in place that they're going to have as far as redundancy. And, and it's not a single point of failure that you are the single point of failure at a school district for the data. So yeah, it, it's kind of, it, it's hard, but then when that data does get corrupted or does get put out into the world, who's at fault there? I mean, right. that's happened time and time again here with, I can't, oh, I can't think of the exact company, but it was a, a loan company that got hacked that 
millions and millions of people's data um, got t like sold or, or, or hacked out of it. And it actually directly affected me and my family because of our house loan. What happens in banks is they buy loans and they sell them and they resell them and resell them. Well, our information had ended up out there unbeknownst to us to the site where it was. And so we had to freeze our credit it's, it, for years, years and years because we were so afraid we're one of the, the good ones in there that they would totally steal our information. And actually my identity did get stolen, but um, it got caught really quickly because I have a really good card that fraudulent charges. Uh, they caught it very early and we could cancel it. And they were very yeah. clever about it because there is a certain cap of you can, when you set up your card, like you want to be notified of any purchases over $5. Okay. Most people will say anything over that because if you're constantly using this card all the time, you don't want to like get text messages. Well, because of what I do, I have it set at every single transaction I want to know about. And they were doing transactions for $4 and 83 cents, $4 and 60 cents, but there were 50 of, and they were just continually over and over and over because they, their assumption was because I'm an American, I had set it at like $5 and I wouldn't notice this, but I was just like, you know, all of a sudden my phone blows up and we canceled it. But that's just an example of how easy that is. If you hadn't had that you set up. Um, yes, because what we do is we don't use a debit card. We use a credit card, but we don't, it's not like a, traditional credit card it, you have to pay it at the end of the month so we use it like a debit card so the security is built into it so if anything happens essentially it's not our money it's the credit company and they can repay us and then at the end of the month we pay it off we have no credit card debt because it we don't treat it like a credit card we treat it yeah. like it's a debit card and this is how much we have to pay based primarily off of this this is you know something that can happen that if it had been my debit card who knows if I would have been reimbursed by the bank, um, you know, or it would have taken longer because the credit company, what they do is they reimburse you immediately and then they work on getting their money recouped on the other end of it. Um, so, but it happens. I know it's great. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, I mean, within the span of probably half an hour, I mean, they were just, it was every second a transaction of under $5, just under, but enough to be like, not exactly 449, 449. It was like all, so it looks like I was just like buying all sorts of crazy. <laughs> um, but it, it does happen. So I think that's part of it. You have to be careful of, of thinking about both sides of that. You know, yeah. are, are you protecting yourselves? But I think your question is a bigger question of, you know who's liable? who's liable for that exactly um who is going to reimburse you because gdpr defines i don't know whether it's the same in the u.s it defines certain people so you have a data controller who would be the person in the school i think that's how it works they're the data controller and then the company mm -hmm. like microsoft azure um or OneDrive, share you know one of the services they're the data processor so it's the data controller's responsibility to do everything in their power to prevent any data going missing or anything going 
where it should be going, getting in the hands where it should be going. So data control is responsibility completely. So they've got to put their redundancies in place. They've got to put their, <clears throat> they've got to make sure they test their processes, their systems. <clears throat> but obviously with Microsoft Azure or AWS on all of them, all of them, I'm not just singling out Azure. Um, I just don't understand that if, if one of their systems fails and it's completely 100% their fault, not the data controllers, the data processor fault, not the data controllers, who's like... It's, I mean, uh, it's hard I, to prove. I'm sure it's defined. I, I'm actually sure in the legislation, I'm sure it's defined it's the data controller's responsibility. It's the data controller's fault or their responsibility, but it, it, it wouldn't make sense in terms of fairness, if that was the case, because, okay, John, John, John and Becky down the road can sue you as a data controller. Can the data controller, once they're sued, sue the data processor? So after they're sued, do they then sue the data processor for damages? Is that how it works? I don't know. I wonder if there's any examples out there. I, I mean, like. I'm very curious. And, and I think that kind of leads us into the next part of this in that, so we're talking about security. I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today is coming down to information security, security of your data as it's being transferred back and forth, because that seems to be the biggest hiccup that we're dealing with now. Before this, it was access to that bandwidth speeds, um, you know, getting lines run out to school districts that they, or, or housing or residential or people in rural communities of getting the access to the internet where it's a reliable source of, I'm gonna rely on this for all of my data information back and forth. Because you have to realize, even as short as five years ago, you would have a huge population of businesses and communities and, and educational institutions that could not use cloud because they didn't have the bandwidth available to have this data constantly streaming up and down. So that's why we've so many years, it has to be on site. It has to be a server that you are hosting on site, that you're hosting this data, that you have that information there. So um, a great example of that is a school district that I worked at. We are, there's a major highway that goes right in front of the school. Okay. But we're technically not on the major highway. We are on a side road by, I, when we say spitting dis distance, I'm literally spitting distance. Like I could stand outside and you know, it's right there. I can see it. But because we're on a side country road, I could not get AT&T. I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't want to like put at and a blast, but that's what it was. Essentially, they owned that main trunk that went down the highway. Okay. Yeah. But they wouldn't run a line to the school. I had to have a third party company that contracted services with AT&T that would then come out and run a line from the main trunk to my school, which is a headache in and of itself because yeah. essentially the school ended up paying for a trench to be dug, fiber to be laid, all of these technicians and engineers to come in to lay all this line to get a reliable service to our school where I could literally walk out of my office and throw a rock. Like I'm not even, I'm a girl and I have no sport ability at all, could throw a rock and hit the main trunk. But because I was 
within a certain, you know, area of that, even as a government institution, I had to have this, and it was extraordinarily expensive to have all of this run out to us. But anyway, but I mean, I think we're, we're so new into that is that you have to think of now that we can rely on this, how safe is it? So speaking of that, let's talk about... I'm actually, I'm actually looking at an example of what I was talking about. Uh, the 2009, it's actually on Wikipedia, <laughs> that's how big this is. <laughs> 2009, sidekick data loss. Which has been, it's quite, it's, I'm sort of like bits of Bob reading it. The psychic data outage of 2009 resulted in an estimated 800,000 smartphone users in the United States temporarily losing personal data, such as emails, address books, and photos from their mobile handsets. The computer servers holding the data were run by Microsoft. Hmm. <laughs> the brand of phones affected was the danger hit hip top also known as the psychic and were connected via the t-mobile cellular network at the time it was described as the biggest disaster in cloud computing history i've never heard of this never heard of I've this never heard of this either i mean i've, I've um I'm, I'm i'm actually looking for the bit because there is a bit specifically about the lawsuit which is the bit that i was trying to get to the incident caused a loss of loss of confidence in the concept of cloud computing which had been plagued by a series of outages and data losses in 2009. I need to look back more onto this now. I'm really interested now. <laughs> like, I'm really interested in it now because, again, you know, there's always a, you hear these class action suits against these major companies where yeah. um, millions and millions of consumers' data, and they'll send you, like, here's your check for $4 or $7 and 83 cents. So you were yeah. part, you lost your data. We're so sorry. We've got this settlement. We split it across all the people that lost their data. You get $7. And I but say that it. amount. You, 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 I, I, I take it you know this then because you're not far off. That's what I'm saying. Because remember this home loan thing that I talked about earlier? Yeah. We got a letter and a check in the mail that was like, we are so sorry that all of your personal data was collected by someone we were sued we paid this much money and this is how much you get of it was like seven dollars and 63 cents or some nonsense like that but this is if you buy a home think about all of the information that's contained in that not just personal credit history tax returns i mean essentially someone could just step into the role of me or my husband based off of this information and the company was like you know what here's seven bucks you're good yeah okay so on october so this is how it worked the lawsuit on october 14 2009 a class action lawsuit was launched against microsoft and t-mobile the lawsuit alleged t-mobile and microsoft promised to safeguard the most important data their customers possess and then apparently failed to follow even the most basic data protection principles. What they did is unthinkable in this day and age. So not only were Microsoft sued, so the data controller, is it the data mm -hmm. controller now a T-Mobile, the data controller? I mean, that's your provider of your like cellular service. So all of your information off your phone is going through them, but then it's gotta be hosted somewhere. Yeah, They're so just... T-Mobile, 
it's a bit it's a bit of a weird one because yeah, like you say, they're both T-Mobile and Microsoft their data processors, but T-Mobile have become a data controller in a way. I think it's a physical. If you think of T-Mobile, yeah. is it's like they're building the physical towers that host the cellular data that bring the cellular signal to your to the phone. But yeah. as far as data, that's not their thing. They had to pass that off to somebody else because their whole business structure is built off of getting the cellular signal to your phone so that you can connect to LT, 5G, 8G, whatever it is now that's given us cancer. <laughs> like whatever that is but their company structure is not data they have to hand that off to someone like a microsoft or aws or google yeah. to say all of this information we're receiving has got to go back like where is it being stored it's interesting that both companies were sued as well though it is really interesting because microsoft are actually saying the reason it happened is because they actually took over the running of a data center that was run by another company but they didn't it's still Microsoft's fault because they didn't change the data center into the Microsoft way of doing things. They'd left it as it was. So that's just an example of there's a lot of different aspects that you have to think about this um, outside of just, you know, the, the, the major companies. The thing is, obviously, I mean, a lot of the examples I've been reading, they're all from late, late noughties. So, <laughs> noughties. <laughs> yeah, it's late 2008, 2009. The noughties. The noughties. <laughs> you know, I call it the noughties over there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty is like. We don't really call it the noughties. It's just like, I can think you know, of Naughty, like, you gotta close the door. <laughs> no, it's just not that sort of naughty. Uh huh. No. Naughty, and then there's like naughty it's the difference between naked and naked <laughs> naked n-a-k-e-d you're naked taking a shower naked n-e-k-k-i-d or n-e-double-k-i-d naked is mean you're drunk running around in the middle of the street showing your ass off that's naked <laughs> so oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's a southern thing but you know whenever anybody you can tell there's like naked and naked um, it sounds like the difference between naughty and naughty, like you're being naughty versus the zero, which I know is not, but yeah, it's like Zed. We don't say Zed either um, for Z, by the way. I was just looking at uh, the most common cause for data loss in the cloud. I'm <clears throat> We'll have a little game. <laughs> What do you think that is? It's actually quite an easy answer. The most common source. I knew you, you, you're going to um, want to tell you what it is. I it? would say it's like um, a person on the inside, like something stupid. Like they are, they, the personal person that is in charge of it has done something like dumb and then it, it replicates. No, it's not just that. It's everybody, user error. User error is human, human error, yeah. Human error, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the most common cause of data loss on the cloud. Um, which is funny. <laughs> I mean, then mistakes, it's because of mistakes made, accidental deletion. Some of these, I think, I think this article I'm looking at right now is a bit old, but I've seen that answer pop up on several information articles, and especially around user error. 
malicious mm -hmm. destruction <laughs> as well second it's down in second anyway i mean that that brings us back to you know an accidental but what if it's intentional you know what if it's someone that has been paid to be the inside person that then comes in and takes your data because again you would think oh it's just data but data is king i mean look at all this stuff with facebook why is there such a huge controversy about all the data that they collect on us on facebook and why there was such a big push of people you know deleting accounts and being upset about this is because i don't think the general consumer understands that our entire world is shaped off of data collection now this is the world we live in you and i understand that because we understand that you know if we talk about a specific type of soap just around our phone all of a sudden we're going to be getting ads that and things sense, for that type of soap and that if you don't use some sort of vpn or incognito but even google you remember that did you just read that thing about incognito where they were still collecting your data even though you were in incognito mode like, uh, well frustratingly with this as well with that what i've noticed is i've actually got it turned off so they can't collect data facebook this is but it's still collecting data <laughs> and I know for a fact it's collected there. Things that I, I noticed the other week when we were talking about something and it popped up on my phone afterwards. I can't remember what it was. And I've got loads of examples of it doing it as well. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how many ad blocker, um, cover your signal that you have turned on, incognito. The there's a what do I use that um, um, Firefox focus like there's all these different browsers. I'm sure there's other browsers out there that are supposed to mask your data. It doesn't matter. Like your data is still getting out there. You know, yeah. uh, you've got credit cards, your data is out there. <laughs> no, uh, you would. It's the private security and you want to look for the lock and everything. But you have to realize and that's something I don't think most people realize that for someone who's not in our industry that doesn't deal with this in and, in and out every single day, your moms, your grandmas, you know, that sort of thing, that how much their data is being passed around. But yeah, I mean, you're being tracked. If you're online, you're being tracked. Most of it is for it. marketing. They're, they're just targeting. Most of it's benign it's very uncommon that it's anything specifically targeted to you, but yeah. Any well, you could, you could, you could, you could get away with it, but <laughs> you've really got to restrict down your life to get away from that. And you've got to learn to use a different operating system, <laughs> Linux for a start. Host your own, like how would you, your data, I mean, once All it's your <laughs> like, it, like, um, and can't so, use a mobile phone, you can't oh use God. a bank card or a credit card. Very conspiracy theory, you know. Um, I mean, look at everything in the media. Everything can be, oh, even worse now with that, um, what is that software where they can take someone's face and superimpose it and it looks uh, like the person like actually yeah. speaking, oh, what is that called? Oh, uh, I can't remember what it's deep, called. Deep fake. Deep, deep fake. Play, that's one, uh, well, how, that's what the nickname they're calling it. How scary is that? That you can't even trust. Like, I've seen some of these deep fakes where you're like that person. Uh, what was the one? It was like Keanu was in Die Hard or something. And you're like, 
was this movie made because it looked like he was Bruce Will- like it was Keanu in Die Hard like that's how crazy that you can't even trust yeah. that now the visual component of it that they're going to superimpose somebody's face and it could be fake completely fake uh, oh, like we should do a whole conspiracy theory episode <laughs> <I have some. laughs> can you I was like oh <laughs> have so many. (laughs) There are some episodes that I have written down that I would love to do that maybe no one will hear except us, but I think we should talk about movies. I definitely think we should talk about music. And then, um, like I said, about- Music, conspiracy. I don't think music, I think it'd be too brave for music. Because I say that because our differences are so, it is vast. It is a deep chasm between what Owen listens to and what I listen to. I know this because we stayed in a house at the Airbnb and we had that television in the front room we were all trying to control. (laughs) It's a vast difference. I was playing playing tame stuff on that TV as well. (laughs) I know. Well, you're trying to be accommodating for the people that are there. And I was just like, what is this? This is, no, what are you listening to? (laughs) Um, Plus, our colleague was there as well. And he was playing stuff that both of us were just like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) Especially the day we were all working. (laughs) Um, But I think that should be one of our uh, episodes that we talk about where we have people um send us information about what they want but i think movies for sure because i'm a huge movie nut um one of my degrees that i had graduated with was a film degree and i've just always held on to that that at some point i'm going to use that film degree for something (laughs) also using a conversation with me eh? (laughs) i have no idea i love it like i've always been fascinated by cinema as well so uh yeah you've been out of focus the whole time i have uh, I know. I was, I've only just realised. <laughs> You're like, like that blurry, like oh, it's that soft focus. Um, so I have, I would love to spend some time just kind of talking about that. But as far as cloud computing, I think we've kind of covered the gambit of everything from what we kind of find the pros of it to cons. There's always going to be something in there. Uh, I think with any sort of mechanism that's new, because realistically, this is in its infancy, if you think about where we were five years ago to now. Actually, this is is the point I was about to get on before we were getting interrupted left, right and centre by dogs and package delivery. (laughs) Parcels. And parcels. Um, Is that all the examples I've been looking at have been back from like 2008, 2009, early days of cloud computing very early mm. days but I think it's got to a point now where it's hella secure it's mega secure now cloud services Microsoft Azure is hella secure AWS I mean central governments are using these services now that it's that, it's that secure and I think that's only come about because they've learned from their mistakes What's wrong with companies is companies that don't learn from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. Don't learn from your mistakes, you're a failing company. Whereas these companies have gone away and gone, we've made a mistake, we hold our hands off, we've fixed it, it won't happen again. Same with the moon missions. You look at back at the moon missions from America, there were tons of mistakes. And each time a mistake was made, they fixed it with a new upgrade or change. And that's what got them to the moon. They learned from the mistakes. That's the only reason people 
people get as far as they can is by learning from the mistakes that they make because we all make mistakes. It's just a matter of whether you learn from them because if you don't learn from them, you've got something wrong. Yeah. It's the, uh, I'm going to mangle this quote, but about the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over yeah. instead of, you know, learning from, oh, this is wrong. If I touch the stove and burn my hand, I probably shouldn't touch the stove because it's going to burn my hand, that sort of thing. Um, but uh, I know that, and we're exciting times now. Elon freaking put Bob and Doug. <laughs> I, I honestly think their names are Bob and Doug. Like, <laughs> what astronaut names is this? Maybe we have we have a major uh, launching pad in Houston. That's one of the big things. Well, the command, the control center. Uh huh. Yeah, that's where all the Apollo and everything, and there's Cape Canaveral in Florida. So if you take off from America, you're either taking off out of Texas or Florida. It just depends on weather and, and you know, where well, they, you're they taking flew off. Over, it flew over the UK, unfortunately. What was I doing? I think I was on, I think I was either on the phone with you. I think oh, I was, no, you didn't watch the, so. oh, the launch. Uh, it was so amazing. I missed the launch. I'm sure I was. I'm sure I was on the phone with you. It was either that or I was out at a barbecue and I was drunk. It's either one or the other. But it actually flew over the UK. And I was mm -hmm. good. Because you can see the space. I don't know what's going on at the moment, but everyone's going mad about it. The space station keeps flying over. You can see the space, the space centre through it's clear as day. I've seen loads of times. You look mm -hmm. in the sky and you can see the space, International Space Center. Mm -hmm. The International Space Center, whatever, and, and the Bob and Doug flew past. Bob and Doug. Well, essentially, what the mission was is that they took off and they had their capsule and they actually connected with the ISS. Yeah. They like had it. They opened the door and went in, and now they're part of the ISS. So it's the first like privately funded astronaut, which. We've come a long way from Buzz Aldrin. Well, uh, yeah, to in a sense, it's it? not like NASA, it's like not, it's not federally funded. It's always privately funded. It's not privately funded. It was, I find it quite frustrating. I, I, I find that really frustrating. That's something that really knocks me is when you say that a private company is privately funded. NASA are still paying them. If NASA weren't paying them, what happens to the company? I mean, I think Elon would still put someone out there. Like, I got to tell you, uh, guys, they, I don't know. I'm telling you, they, he'd they figure were, it they, out. I don't think so. I think they've won that contract, and that's what's pumped all the money in. Well, whether or not, it was an amazing feat. Who are they competing that, with? Who are they competing with? Contract? Um... I know. I know Boeing. They were. They were Boeing in is Richard. What's it? Branson? Is that his name? The guy. Is he still doing things? Um, I know. He for there was a while he was trying to do that privately funded like vacation thing where you could like if you had a ton of money they would take you up in space for a little bit. You could do like an orbit or whatever if you had. But it was more of like a recreational. I, I, I about may be <laughs> wrong, but in this, that the, the kind of, for, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, like the space program was something that I, I've always been fascinated in, like super fascinated. Oh, yeah. The fact that he was able to, in whatever way to send Bob and Doug up in this capsule, they connected with the ISS, they're there and then land those rockets back on a ship in the middle of the ocean. 
not just dump them somewhere oh, yeah, they gotta go I, find. I, I, I in no way, shape, or form criticizing the work that they Holy crap, moly. The, the math but, involved to land that thing oh, on it, like, oh, come on. Your head spins just thinking about it. To oh, put a, a rocket from space to land on a boat in the middle of the ocean. I've saved just, millions doing that. But would that have happened? I mean, if you had someone like Elon running NASA, if you actually had Elon running NASA, the same thing would still happen. I mean, I think you had those people in the 60s and 70s when we were doing this. Yeah. Like you had that kind of com that that passion as a community um, that we were going to put a man on the moon and we put a man on the moon, multiple men. Um, we got there in a very short time, you know, in a time frame and with equipment that has less computing power than your old Nokia like brick phone that you could drop and it like broke the concrete because it was like those yeah. are the phones back in the day. It is just if you. I would highly encourage any of you out there that are listening to us, especially if you have kids, watch those old documentaries because it's something to expose this culture to it. They're so used to it. They grew up with, oh yeah, you know, Elon can, we're going to Mars, we're going to moon. It's not a big deal. But to think about the computing power that they had when they literally put a man on the moon and how close we came to not like it being, yeah. a, a, I mean, if you watch these things, they're, was like a second left of fuel before they landed like it's like you couldn't write this like a, a hollywood writer couldn't write the kind of nail biting of like are we gonna land on this crazy you know and all the times of, of all the things that they did so uh, for me this past week of, of watching that and the exploration that we've done with bob and doug <laughs> <laughs> and not Buzz Aldrin or some cool name like you know. <laughs> so, it, was it was a guy called Tim Peak for us when he went out. Well, we went up to the space station. You know, there's no Iceman and Goose. Probably talking Bob and Doug. Bob, Bob and Doug go to space. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a children's book. Bob and Doug go to space. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking a bit something a bit more adult than than Bob Bob and. No. What's that? Uh, <laughs> is it Mole Rats? The film Mole Rats. Yeah. It. Um, what's his name? Um, oh my God! I'm really famous. <laughs> ben Affleck. Was yeah, in ben Mole Rats. In it. Uh -huh. But no, but the two guys, the two guys in it. Jay the, and Silent Bob. No, they're in a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, they actually one about is Jay and Silent yeah. Bob. Oh, Jay and Silent Bob go to space. It reminds yeah. me of them. It reminds me of them too. Um. Uh, yeah, if you ever, actually, I will say in a completely different sidebar from this, Jay and Silent Bob, they are like real people, not in the sense of what they're portrayed in the movie, but Jay is for that, he's that character. That is not a character that he has put on for the movies. He is, he absolutely is that character. And Kevin Smith, who Silent Bob has befriended him, they did an entire podcast series breaking down him Jason Muse is his name breaking down Jason Muse and his like existence on this earth and it is the best worst funniest saddest commentary on a person you could ever listen to because he is encapsulates that person and he has lived that life and it is crazy it is bonkers to listen to the things that Jason Muse has got away with 
Um, so yeah, but Jay from Jay and Silent Bob is an actual person. Like that's not, that is not a character that he plays up for those movies. That's him. Now Kevin Smith, of course, plays it up, but sneak peek preview of our movie episode <laughs> <laughs> well uh, and then this again I, I know a lot of like pointless th stuff like this about it because i'm i love that I, I like keeping up with that industry and reading about kind of the background stuff like for me back when dvd were a thing and you had all those behind the scenes stuff that you could get if you got like the lord of the rings box set there were 15 hours of like how they shot it i was like what do i want to watch first the 15 hours of behind the scenes stuff <laughs> like for me i miss that i know it's all on youtube now but i love i miss that so much in our streaming community that you don't get that when you watch a movie, then you can watch the DVD commentary uh, after the fact of like how they built the sets and how they filmed it and all the stories that you don't ever hear. We, I think we've missed that as a culture now because once you stream it and it's done, that's it. You don't, no one researches it anymore unless it's on yeah. whatever, TMZ or something. So, <clears throat> But on that note, uh, thanks for listening to us ramble on again. Oh my gosh, we're the worst. Maybe we're, this is, maybe this is the best thing ever. Maybe this is what, how podcasts get popular is because they don't stick to a topic. Oh no. I mean, the um, nervous, we had that nervous episode one where it was just like, how do we do a podcast? How do we like, what do I how do, do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? I'm um, I, and I think based off the podcast I listen to, I really like ones that kind of, they do this side hand. I mean, Joe Rogan is one of my favorite podcasts ever and they do this for sure. It's, they have three hours of the, just whatever they talk about in three hours. Now they have a lot of other things that cultivate the conversation. But, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it is, it is Joe Rogan. There are a lot of illegal, oh, not illegal. I guess they're legal in California. Uh, there's a lot of substances involved and his guests are, are, are crazy, but I love that in that you're just listening in on a conversation between two people that you find interesting. So I'm hoping that that's where we're at, but we did actually talk about cloud computing today, which is really we great. Did, yeah. We did, we did follow it up. So on that note, I'm going to do the disclaimer part of it that everybody loves at the end of the episode. Like, <laughs> I need to have, like, make it interesting. Like, we need to hide an Easter egg in it that leads you to some treasure we bury. We'll have, to do, we'll have to do a big, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do a big, you know, my intro video from the live, um, the live mm -hmm. stream that we did, like, the other week? Mm -hmm. We'll do a fancy one of them. <laughs> For the Obviously not like that, not with that music that I put right, that right. I dramatic music into that, but <laughs> we'll we'll do a fancy disclaimer that we'll play at the beginning of it. At, at the end of it to keep your attention because no, I... should do at the beginning. Oh yeah. Um I because I when I walk and exercise and all this other stuff, I listen to a ton of podcasts. Like the space on my phone is all taken up by podcasts. Uh, they always, when it gets to this part, I'm like, man, next, I don't need to hear. <laughs> but it's there for a reason because this is how we keep this around. In that, we need you to like, comment, and subscribe to not only these podcasts on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to, but on YouTube as well. As a reminder, if you are this audio version, there is a video version of this out there that we look for comments on that. 
We look for comments that are sent to our email address, which will be in the description down below of this YouTube Podcasts video. Podcasts at senso.cloud. Mm -hmm. No, wrong one. <laughs> no. Podcasts, yeah, podcast at Betty, bettyandyeti.com. Does it have the hyphens in it? They, it has it the hyphens between the Betty and okay. Yeti. I need to change that. Yeah, so looking for that for right now, you need to be, I think this is something that's been commented to me that people couldn't find our website because they weren't aware yeah, that there were the hyphens in there. Yeah. Um, there's apparently a children's book called Betty, no, Betty yeah. Reads a Book to the Yeti. So yeah, that's Betty not Annie, us, cool. that's not us. Um, so just make sure there's hyphens in there, but you know, look at the email address we have below and send us information. Again, if you have any more uh, ideas for us to do on the show, you'd like to be a participant on the show as well. Um, you are more than welcome to do that. And of course, we always love um, that you join us week to week. We, we are tracking the numbers and it's nice to see that we have a recurring audience that comes back and listens to us. We're hoping that audience will get bigger and that will help us craft this show from whatever brings you back. Is it our sidebars? Is it our deep tangents into, is it the Dorito gate? Is it us actually talking tech? We are curious as to what- <laughs> I've just realized the book that you just mentioned, I've actually got that book. <laughs> yeah, there. I looked it up, like, I didn't realize it. I, I did, I already knew that it was a book, so we mentioned it when we first showed the name, but we were like, mm. eh, from there. <laughs> it's like one of those books you see in the airport when you're going through, like, around there, like, oh, look, that's cute, I'm gonna buy that for my kid, like, Betty reads a book to the Eddie sort of thing, mm. that's what makes me think of it. Um, back when airports were a thing. <laughs> I miss I miss airport I miss traveling I miss like not being at home <laughs> what's this traveling thing you're talking of what what is this strange thing that from years past we used to get in a metal tube that took off in the air and we went across the ocean and foreign people uh so no we don't do any of that anymore <laughs> But yeah, so please make sure you look at all the information in our description on about this on our podcast. And if you have any information you want to send back to us, please reach out. And then I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. I We haven't even discussed it at all. No. Not even a little. So We'll see what happens. <laughs> Between now and next week when we film this. Uh, something might happen. <laughs> yeah it's 2020 what we'll talk about murder hornets next <laughs> what, like what happened to murder hornets all of a sudden it was like these things are coming right for us and then it was something else and now no one is talking about murder hornets anymore and i'm like no 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 we, can we not put a pin in that like what is this like, <laughs> are there hornets that are gonna come take my children away can we can we readdress that um so who knows like um alien mice or whatever's gonna come next so thank you guys for joining us and we will see you, you. on the next one bye bye, -bye. <laughs>